this week we are beginning a new five-week series called The Always God. And the goal of this series is to show that just as God moved in the past, He is moving in the present as well. For example, we see Him pursuing people in the Bible and He is still pursuing people today. We see Him restoring people in the Bible. And what we will see in this series of messages is how He is still in the restoration business today. And we see Him provide for people in the past and He is still providing for His people today. I believe that we need to be reminded that God hasn't changed over time. I believe we need to be reminded that as this new year unfolds, we can continue to trust in Him. He is a good God and wants the best for us. And the one who revealed Himself as that great I Am, the eternal, the self-existent, the infinite, the all-powerful, all-knowing God, what this series is going to attempt to put forth is that the I Am still is I Am. God is with us. God provides. God leads us. And today we are going to learn about how God is still speaking to us. Always speaking. Now we know from Scripture how God spoke the very world we have into existence. In a simple reading of Genesis chapter 1, we discover ten times the phrase, And God said. And whatever He spoke either came into being or was obeyed and fulfilled. We read the Old Testament and see God speaking to His people Israel by continually speaking to and through the different prophets, priests, and kings He raised up. We'll look at one of these prophets, Moses, today, and learn how God spoke to him. In the New Testament, God spoke through His Son. The first couple of verses in the book of Hebrews put it like this. In Hebrews chapter 1, In the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through Him He made the universe. So we read about God speaking throughout the pages of Scripture. The purpose of today's message is to acknowledge that God is still speaking to His people today. It might not be face-to-face, but it's certainly just as powerful. And so I want to begin our time by asking the question, do you believe this? Do you believe God can and will and does speak? And if God is still speaking, how can we know it's really Him? What does His voice sound like? Is His, speaker, is his speaking audible? Is it intelligible? An incredibly important questions for all of us. And let me ask this in a more personal way. Is God speaking to you? When was the last time He did? And how confident were you, were you that it was Him? Maybe when a situation arises. Maybe when a decision is before you. Maybe when a choice must be made. Maybe when wisdom is needed. How do you know how to discern His voice? Do you believe God is still speaking today? 
We're going to look at Exodus chapter 3. You can turn there if you'd like. Scripture will be behind me there on the, on the screen as well, too. But let's get started on this and take a look at uh, this prophet Moses. Exodus chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. We'll stop there at verse 6. Authors Henry Blackaby and Claude King wrote a best-selling book called Experiencing God. Maybe you've read it, maybe you've gone through the, the study. Taking this passage right here in Exodus chapter 3, they write of four distinguishing marks of God speaking. I want to share them with you in light of what we're going to be talking about today, kind of prepare us as well. But when God spoke, it was usually unique to the individual. Here, the burning bush. It's different from Abraham, different from Elijah, different from Samuel. For Moses, it was the burning bush. And when God spoke, the person was sure God was speaking. He introduced himself, and Moses hid himself. This is God. Oh, I don't want to, no one has ever seen God and lived. I don't want to. And when God spoke, the person knew what God said. Now, they may have doubted they were up for the job, like Moses, but they didn't doubt what the job was. It was very clear. And when God spoke, this was the encounter with God. There was no looking behind another door. There was, there, this was the experience, God speaking. Those four things are distinguishing marks of God speaking in our lives. Now, the immediate kickback is going to be, well, Pastor Moses was different. That was, a, that was to specific people in the Bible. He doesn't speak like that to me, and he doesn't speak like that to people I know living in the world today. Haven't seen a burning bush since then. And I get it. I understand. I wish it could be said of me, and I bet you wish it could be said of you, as it was said of Moses in Exodus chapter 33, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, like a friend, talking to a friend. That would be pretty awesome and terrifying at the same time, especially if God were to show up in my study this week and speak to me face to face, sitting there going through the Bible, checking stuff with, with other um, things of the Bible and studies, and all of a sudden there's God boop, right there. But he's not likely going to do that. So you're probably right to say, that was unique to Moses and a few others in Scripture. 
You might wish that God spoke face to face with you. See his face right there. That would be some kind of an experience. (laughs) But just because he likely doesn't speak face to face doesn't mean he doesn't speak. God is still speaking today. And you can be sure he is speaking. You can be certain of what he is saying. And you can have an encounter, an experience with the living God. So let's talk about how crucial this is. Now, as Blackaby and King, those authors of Experiencing God, state in their book, they said, if you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. (laughs) There's some kind of disconnect going on. And so we need to evaluate our lives where we're at. Why don't we hear God speak to us? Jesus put it like this in John chapter 10, verse 27. He said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You see, the I am is still speaking. But how can we be certain? Well, let's let's go from how God generally speaks to everyone and, and then compare it with how He specifically speaks to those who follow Him. So we'll start off with what we call general revelation, how God speaks to everybody. God speaks through His creation. Sometimes people think, sure wish God would write it in the skies that He exists. Yeah, He does. (laughs) He does write it in the sky every single day. Listen to Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. And here's what we know to be true. No one has stood before the vastness of a mountain range or looked upon a starry sky at night or on the shore of the ocean watching the sun rise and thought, how great am I? I'm so awesome. In that moment, we know there is something greater, something more. We are put in our place. And who is it that is speaking to us? It's God. This is why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, he said, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men, who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. So God speaks to us through His creation. And in creation, He shows us what He values in diversity, in order, in consistency, and beauty. As Rebecca Barlow Jordan, an inspirational author, speaker, writes, she says, By observing an ant's strength to store up food all summer long, we learn God's wisdom and work. By planting and growing a garden, we see the cycle of death and rebirth. So by placing our finger on our beating pulse and our, and our lungs taking in oxygen, neither of which we can control or command, 
We know that we are not the ruler of our domain. (laughs) There is a Creator who is speaking to us, trying to get our attention through His creation. So God generally speaks through His creation. He also speaks through our conscience. All of us have a conscience. (laughs) Paul wrote in Romans chapter 2, Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law, since they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts now accusing, now even even defending them. Now, the conscience can't be trusted fully because of sin and other things that we'll discuss in a moment. Our consciences can be deceived and are limited to a degree. I mentioned this to say, be careful about the old adage of just following your gut, following your heart, uh, or, or doing what feels right. That can get you in some trouble. The Bible tells us our own hearts can deceive us, so we need to be extremely careful in following our conscience. In fact, the Bible says we can go so far as to searing our conscience by giving ourselves over to sin. So we have to be wise and exercise discernment when it comes to listening to and obeying our conscience. It's a good guidance, but be careful. It can be deceived. There's no doubt, though, that written on every one of our souls is is eternity and the weight that is carried with it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he has also said eternity in the hearts of men. So sit still long enough, be quiet long enough, and your conscience will bear witness that you know the difference between right and wrong. That you have a desire for justice to take place and wrongs to be made right that you have desires this world can't fill. And you know these these things not just because you were taught them as a child, but because someone wrote them on your heart. It's God speaking. (laughs) And God generally also speaks through our circumstances. God speaks to us through our own circumstances as well as the circumstances of others. Again, it takes some spiritual discernment to know what He is saying through our circumstances and those of others. Like with our consciences, we have to be careful in how we interpret it. But there is no question God speaks to us through our circumstances and the circumstances of others. And how do we we know this? One of the ways God works is through opportunities. It's one of the ways God speaks. For instance, Take the earthquakes that regularly occur in the world. (laughs) Is God speaking? Yeah, in a number of ways. He shows us the brevity of life. He shows us that we are not in control. (laughs) And when people come to help, He's showing that those who have lost valuables and loved ones are not forgotten. In His Word, we learn how creation is groaning due to the consequences of sin. And he told us earthquakes would happen before he comes again. In a way, this is him speaking, get ready, I'm preparing my return. 
Many times, God uses circumstances and crisis to get our attention to listen to Him. Just remember 9-11, how many people were drawn to God. C.S. Lewis says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our, in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. It is His megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Now, in creation and conscience and in the circumstances, these are, what, again, what we call the general revelation. God speaks in this way to every person that walks the earth. Everybody is aware of this, is exposed to this. So now let's take a turn and see how God speaks specifically to His followers, to the followers of Jesus. How does He do this? Well, through Christ. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, Jesus, became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the, the final and full revelation of God. When I was growing up, uh, just actually over in Milwaukee here nearby, uh, in our backyard, we had an a in-ground pool. And in that pool, of course, on the hot days, we would enjoy it, cool off, of course. But we'd also play some games. And maybe you've played this game before in a pool, Marco Polo. Oh, I played it many times with friends and uh, my stepsister. And we got in many fights as well, too. <laughs> you got out of the pool. No, I didn't. Splash. And so you close your eyes, the person in the pool closes his eyes, and then they say, Marco, and then those who are in the pool have to say, Polo. And that person tries to go after that person, the other people, and try to tag one of the Polos. <laughs> but you can't see them. you got to go after them when you hear them, and they might pop up in another area, and then they might be over here in another area. That's Marco Polo, but you know God isn't playing some cosmic Marco Polo game with us. He's speaking, and He's saying, I'm right here. Hello, I'm right here. I haven't gone anywhere. So how can we recognize the voice of God? Get to know the voice of Jesus. He told his disciples in John 14, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And if you hear from Jesus, you are hearing from God. Bottom line is this. If you want to hear God speak, read the red. Read the red. The red words in the Bible when Jesus speaks. And when Jesus speaks, God speaks. God also speaks specifically to us through the canon of speech of Scripture. Now, a simple way I could have said this is that God speaks through the Bible, but it didn't begin with the letter C. And we've gone, if you have noticed, all these started with the letter C. I didn't want to break the streak. Canon basically means standard or measuring stick. And the measuring stick of divine revelation or God speaking to us is set and established in this Bible we hold in our hands. It's closed, meaning nothing will be added to it, and it is authoritative in nature. Where the Bible speaks, God speaks. Let me share a few passages concerning the Word of God. 
In Isaiah chapter 40, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God stands forever. Matthew 24, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And Hebrews chapter 4, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 2 Timothy chapter 3, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And 1 Peter chapter 1, Through Him you believe in God, who raised Him from the dead and glorified Him, and so your faith and hope are in God. God is still speaking today, and He speaks through His Word. This is why when we gather and we teach the Word, we need, we need to hear from God, and, and we have that happening as we gather and hear the preaching and the teaching of God's Word. This is also why your time alone is so important with God. Because when you open up your Bible and spend time alone with the Lord, He will speak to you. He will speak to you through His Word by His Holy Spirit. And, his, and this brings me to the next way God communicates and speaks to us. It's through the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Through the counsel of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's role is to glorify Jesus by taking what He has said and enable us to understand and obey it. This is why He is called the Spirit of Truth and why He is also called our Counselor. In John chapter 16, But when He, the Spirit of Truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. God speaks to us by the Holy Spirit, and this is important. What He is speaking by His Holy Spirit will never, never contradict His Word. That's how you can discern if you're hearing from the Holy Spirit or not, or from Jesus, from God. It will never contradict His Word. So if you ever sense God prompting you toward an action to do something or to say something to someone, just know the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word will act in harmony together. They will line up. So if you're ever wondering, should I be doing this or should I say this or should I go here or should I invest in this or whatever it might be, decisions that you have to make and you're trusting the Holy Spirit will give you guidance in that. It will follow along with God's Word will never contradict. And a final way God is still speaking to us today is through His church. Certainly this means through the teaching and preaching of God's Word, which is what we're doing right now. God has established preaching as a means of how He communicates His truth today. In Romans chapter 10, it says, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How, and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And so, in the wisdom of God, 
It's the church that proclaims the Word of God, and in the proclamation of His Word, we can declare that He is speaking. Today, as we sit here, you hear my voice. I trust God, you can hear God's voice speaking to you today. That's how I pray each, each Sunday, be able to have God speak through me, that you be able to hear what God has for you today to equip you for this week to come, whatever He has in store. God is speaking when His Word is being declared honestly and with clarity. The church also means gathered saints, so He speaks through fellow believers as well, too. This is why there is wisdom in an abundance of counselors. And this is why there is wisdom in not skipping out on church. You, you, you miss something when you don't come together. And I'm not just saying this because I work here. <laughs> it's scriptural. It's scriptural. God speaks through His church, and why someone would not make a habit of showing up where God speaks, I'll never know. And if you were told by someone, hey, did you know over on Mount Scott, God is speaking. You can go over there and you can hear His voice. We would go find out what that's about. <laughs> Every Sunday, God is with us. God is speaking to us. Can't imagine why people wouldn't come and be part of that. But together in the Word of God, filled with the Spirit of God, we can discern rightly the voice of God. And there are some things God clearly speaks to. It's laid out for us in His Word in black and white, like sexual immorality, avoid it, like giving, live, live open-handed, be generous, um, love justice, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> they, are, they are commandments, not suggestions. We don't have to wonder whether or not we should share the gospel, whether or not we should be living on mission. Yes, it's very clear. So there are some things God speaks very clearly to, and these are just a few. But what about those gray areas? What about those areas that you just don't know so much, such as, should I make this move to this new location? Is it the right time for a career transition? Do we move forward with this adoption of this child? Do I take the next step in this relationship? After church today, do I go to Olive Garden or Red Robin? <laughs> Let me help you out. God's for both of them, okay? So you choose. This is where God will use His Holy Spirit and His church to really help clarify if and how He is speaking. He'll use His people, and in the process, will usually grant His peace as a decision is being made. You'll sense God's peace in this. Although it might take a step of faith first, like when Moses went over to take a look at that burning bush. What is this then? Is this something of God? And then God spoke. Sometimes we need to take a step of faith first. Now, there's no doubt about it. God is still in the speaking business, and we can know what God is speaking, that it truly is God speaking, and in this, have a true, legitimate encounter with Him. Now, there's nothing like hearing the voice of God, 
It may not be audible, but it's much louder than that sometimes. There's nothing like it. It may not be face-to-face, but it's just as strong, powerful. But here's the problem. There are reasons why some of us are not hearing God speak. One of those is sin. Sin prevents us from hearing the voice of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. There are some listening to my voice today. You're listening, but you don't hear the voice of God through His Word, and it's not making sense to you because you're what the Bible calls a man without the Spirit. You can't discern it. In other words, you have not trusted in Christ. And spiritually, the enemy has you blindfolded. Have you ever wondered about a person you love that doesn't know Jesus? Why don't they get it? Why don't they accept Jesus as their Savior? It's a no-brainer. And this is it. They haven't been saved. They don't know. God hasn't removed the scales from their eyes. In the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And so what do we do? We keep praying for them. We keep loving them. We keep sharing with them. But ultimately, this is God's doing, and He is the one that has to reach out and save them. But He can use us to prompt and bring them along. Mark it down, though. Sin will keep us from hearing the voice of God every single time. And this is why we must keep short accounts with the Lord. Live a life of confession of sin. Come to the Lord. If if the Holy Spirit points out to you something that should be taken care of, take care of it. Bring it to God. In Amos chapter 8, the prophet said, The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. Make sure you find it. Have a clear path to God's word. Uh, Stubbornness is another reason we don't hear God speaking. Stubbornness. So, as the Holy Spirit says in Hebrews chapter 3, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You ever have calluses on your hands? My father-in-law, Jerry, oh my goodness, he's a machinist, and he had hands that, you know, strong, big hands, but had calluses on them as well, too. But somehow he could still gently play the piano so beautifully and wonderfully. The thing is, is that those calloused hands allows allows him to pick up those hot pots or out of the oven. He would reach on in and go, okay. I was like, 
How did you do that? And what's that smell of flesh? <laughs> but he had calluses on his hands. He wouldn't feel the burn, and there we go. When you have calluses on your hands, you don't feel those things. It's hard to feel things. This is what our hearts look like when we say no to God. Our hearts get hard. And it's not that God isn't speaking. It's that we haven't obeyed what He has spoken. And when we don't surrender, but instead we get stubborn. We get prideful. We can't hear Him speak. Stubbornness gets in the way. Think about this with Moses. For 40 years, he was in the desert on the backside of nowhere. And one of the reasons God could speak to him is because he was finally ready to listen. You read a story. He had been through the ringer and was finally at a point in his life where his heart was soft enough to hear God. Some of us are not hearing God speak because of our stubbornness or our pride, thinking we can do it on our own. We, we don't need help. And we're wondering, why isn't God speaking, though? My challenge to you is to go back to the last time you heard God. Did you do what He said to do? Did you go to that person and seek their forgiveness or actively forgive them? Did you share Jesus with that person that God prompted you to? Did you give to that ministry or, or that person in need or, or to the church like God said to? Don't let stubbornness and pride keep you from hearing from the great I am. Allow your heart to be soft by your willingness to live in obedience, live in surrender to Jesus. A third reason we don't hear God speak, it's self. It's self. We are too busy listening to ourselves. We're too busy wrapped up in ourselves. We're too busy living for ourselves. And as a result, we don't hear God speaking. Our wants are drowning His voice out. Our dreams for ourselves seem to be louder than His dreams for our life. And when self is the driving force behind everything we do, you can bet God is not the voice behind it. When God speaks, self and all aspects of self are crucified. God speaks the language of getting out of our comfort zone. And more often than not, that is a danger to self and to self's reputation. Living for and protecting ourselves will hinder and hamper God speaking to us in an effective way. God had to rid Moses of his self before he revealed himself and spoke to Moses. The same goes for us as well. And one last reason we don't hear God speak, silence. What do we do when God seems silent? We're living for Christ, we're seeking Him, we're reading our Bible. To the best of our knowledge, we are living a repentant lifestyle and in obedience to Him. But regarding our situation today, He seems silent. What do we do when He is silent? 
Well, I can tell you from Scripture that good things come to those who wait. And it's our nature as humans to not desire nor enjoy waiting. We don't want to wait. I need something? Use Amazon Prime. You'll get here next day. I want an app? Just download it right now. I want that song? Just push of a button and it's right there with me. Don't want to wait on dinner? Order the appetizer. <laughs> we hate waiting. But in God's economy, waiting on Him produces something in us that nothing else can produce. Going back to Moses, we can learn from him. He was waiting in a desert wilderness for 40 years before God spoke. 40 years! Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, thanks, Pastor, that's great news. Okay, that's so encouraging. 40 years, wonderful, wonderful. But what was he doing in those 40 years? In Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. He was going about his daily routine. And one day, God showed up and spoke. It changed the whole trajectory of his life. He had one encounter with God, and it changed everything. If you are, if you are in a period of time where God seems silent... Keep doing what you are doing. Keep waking up and reading the Bible. Keep coming to church and getting wise counsel. Keep walking in truth. Keep surrendering to what God spoke to your heart the last time you heard from Him. Keep doing what you are doing and God will come through. He will speak. And if we listen closely enough, we can hear him saying, I'm still speaking. I still am. I'm here. I'm with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would be with each one here today and help us all, Lord, to realize and recognize that you are God that still speaks to us through the situations that go in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that we would establish that practice of listening to you. Lord, with our time with you, devotions, that we would be able to spend the time of just sitting before you, hearing from you, from your word, but also too, maybe just sitting in silence, asking you, Holy Spirit, to speak, to direct, to lead. And I pray, Lord, that if there's someone here today that just is struggling with that, how come God isn't speaking? I haven't heard God speak in a long time to me. Help us, Lord, to turn to you and ask that question. <laughs> Why don't I hear from you? And I pray, Lord, that as you reveal that answer to us, that we would be ready to act upon what you have for us. Maybe it's one of those things we spoke about that might be in the way of hearing from you. And I pray, Lord, that we would come to you, lay that at your feet, allow you to take care of it, that we can draw closer to you. Lord, we ask you to speak to our hearts. We, we ask, Lord, also, too, that you would just continue to guide and direct and, and speak to our hearts in that way as well. But Lord, most importantly, we just we want to draw close to you.
We want to be in tune with you. We want to connect with you. And especially with this new year coming up and whatever it has in store, Lord, we know that you hold all things in your hands. And so whatever 2024 has in store for us, you already know that. We need to connect with you as those things are revealed. And you will speak to us and you will guide and direct through this year to come. So, Lord, I pray that you would meet the needs here today and continue, Lord, to remind us that you are a God that loves us and wants the best for us. We love you, Lord, so very much. Help us. Help us, Lord, to hear you. Help us to obey you. And help us, Lord, to seek you every day. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.